time. And if you don't, if you don't put in the time, guess what? You didn't it. want the result. Yeah. When I tell people, I re- like, I've uh, like people are like, oh, I don't know why I'm not in shape. You don't want it. Yeah. You don't want it. Because if you wanted it, you wouldn't. You wouldn't even like. You wouldn't even look at a, a Timbit. You wouldn't like. You just. You'd have no problem passing it up. Yeah. Because like literally, you'd see a Timbit and be like. I'm literally like, yeah, okay, like that's an ex- extreme, but like if I don't eat that Timbit, I'm one Timbit closer to having the physique that I want. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. that simple. You know what I mean? Like I I can't stress it enough is that if you combine discipline with consistency and hard work, you can do anything. Absolutely anything. I don't, I, you could not live further away from than here <laughs> without still being in the perimeter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But no, I'm all about it because we said we were going to do this in like the, the starting pandemic. Yeah. yeah. The start. COVID 19 uh-huh. was not a thing. Yeah. No one had ever heard of it. Yeah. In fact, I think it might have been right before, like straight up like January 2019. Yeah. I think, yeah, was, end of our season two, we wanted you on. But then it was yeah. like all like we would have to done it over Zoom and everything. Yeah, uh-huh. and we're like, this worth is it. better. We need we need this. Exactly, we need yeah, this. Smell each other's cologne and shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like the spot. How we look, Arita? Yeah, we're good. Good. We got goods up everywhere. All right, welcome back to Two for Eyes Podcast, aka the number one podcast in Winnipeg, where we document the rise and stardom of Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. I've said it so many times already, but just do it. Feels good. We got a good guest for you today. An OG. An OG, a true one. One that started this all off. Let's bring on our guest for today. He's a good friend of ours. He's been there from the start. He's an expert in motocross and the owner of Big MX Radio. Please welcome Brad. Damn, boys. <laughs> I, I wish that Visa gave me as much credit as you guys do. Like, it is nuts. Well, you uh, deserve it. You deserve I, it. I don't, I don't think so, but maybe really? the, the, f- the fans can let me know about that in the comment section or <laughs> whatever they have to do. I hope they do subscribe. It's free. Yes. Uh, same thing, liking the video, also yes. free. Uh, <laughs> they can go ahead and do that. But uh, honestly, um, getting to know you guys a little bit, like instantly, uh, the energy that you guys put out and the eagerness uh, mm. was something that was so infectious. And uh, from the very first conversation that we had way back in January of 2020, pre-COVID, yeah, yeah. this is like, it w- there wasn't even rumblings at the time. Um, yeah, David Ayers hadn't even stole a win from the Toronto Maple <laughs> Leafs at the time. Like, this is, this is a while ago, right? Yeah. But, um, so, like, so honored to be here. Uh, fantastic to see what you guys have created off of basically an hour and a half conversation that I sort of just spitballed ideas at you. I don't even think you guys had time to write anything down. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, I, would have brought, I, would have, I took notes. So the way the conversation started was, all right. like, I think we hit you up because we just needed general advice, right? We had the night. Yeah, it was through the uh, C- um, CEO Manitoba. CEO Manitoba. Eddie, which, Eddie, the, Eddie was the guy who, who linked us. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie's your guy. <laughs> Good people, Eddie. All Eddie right. the plug, right? <laughs> of course. Shout out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I remember, I remember we hopped on a phone call, and then you came to see us in person right yeah. after the phone call. Yeah, down at Asper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that's where that's where it started. We took down notes, man. That's where the bricks were laid. No pun intended. <laughs> okay, he is okay, a bricklayer. This guy. All right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. That 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 was it. All right. Sorry. So <clears throat> that is where we laid the foundation for yeah. what has become. The, the 204 Rise podcast. And, and you guys have been meticulous with it. You've been, you've been continuous and you've been consistent. Mm-hmm. And that in itself 
is in a lot of ways the linchpin to success of anything yeah, that you do. No matter, like, you can go into the gym today and, and absolutely crush it, crush your workout, like, bench press, everything, every body part. Mm-hmm. You don't go back for two months, that Gone. workout doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, it does not matter. You, you did not do a thing that didn't get already undone by two months of not doing f- all. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's on you for the editing. Um, and probably getting demonetized on, on YouTube. No that's word. fine. No, it's no, all good. good. Uh, you can, I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you the <laughs> We didn't even pay him for this. Straight so. up. Yeah. And like the gas to get home. Whew. In this, is in this economy. But no, straight up. Like um, the fact that you guys have been that diligent and that consistent to build things to where you're at right now. Episode 62, moving closer and closer to that three digit number, legitimizing yourselves and, and just sticking to it. Like there's so many times that every single one of these people in this room could have said, screw this man. Like, like, like it's not worth my time. I'm like, I'm not getting enough out of it, Mm -hmm. but it's that, that delayed gratification that like, you know what? Like you do a set of abs or a set of crunches, you're not going to get abs. Yeah. yeah. You do a hundred sets of abs or crunches. You're going to have abs. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are believing in that the, the work over time mm-hmm. is going to get the result that you want. And, and even if it doesn't get every single result you want, you're going to get something out of it. You're it, and it's going to have pay dividends. And I, I think that that speaks volumes about the character of everybody in this room, as well as just a tip of the cap to you guys for continuing at it. Wow, we should definitely have paid you for that. But <laughs> no, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing we do preach uh, yeah. when we talk about it within our team, the consistency part. Because I think we learned from the people uh, before us and all our idols that consistency in any field is going to get you far. And in, in, It's in universal. Yeah. It, yeah. There's literally no, there's, uh, no field that that principle doesn't come into play. Mm-hmm. Whether you're, you look at a guy like Connor McDavid who's by and large the best hockey player in the world right now, maybe the best hockey player that's ever been okay. as far as skill set and everything along those lines. You talk about uh, some uh, like amazing guitarists mm-hmm. or even you, you look at anybody that you see that's like absolutely crushing it on social right now. Yeah. Even like take, for example, like they're like for whatever reason, my for you page is full of chicks that are always doing like <laughs> jump rope stuff. I don't know why it's on okay. there. Maybe it's cause I like that. Sure. <laughs> but like seriously like six months ago those girls hey, were no good at it yeah they didn't have any skills they'd never jumped rope they were just, they just like keep doing it doing it like like you and i would we got you you seen me jump rope what's that i, s- I ain't seen you jump rope no? but I, it's, it's not gonna be as entertaining fair enough yeah. no probably not nearly as entertaining but what i'm saying is is the first time they did it, they sucked. Yeah. The second time they did it, they were a little bit better. Mm. And by the time you, they're actually posting videos that anyone would like, there's so much mileage. Yeah. But what they don't show, a lot of them don't show the progression. The, the is that how? Fu- yeah. Like mm. that. Like that. Like all those reps that it took to get to that spot. Facts. Yeah. And then there's there's so much that like people don't have enough respect for how much how long it takes to refine things down, mm-hmm. and and know that yeah practice. Practice makes improvement, doesn't make perfect. You can always yeah. better your best. That is like as cliche as it gets, but it's true. Mm-hmm. People roll their eyes when something sounds cliche, but the reality is, is that that actually is how things work, mm-hmm. is that the, like, there is no replacement for the work. You yeah. just have to believe in it, put it into practice, add some time in there, and here live we are. Live in. You're hearing that from the master. This guy has Stop over, over <laughs> 800 episodes. 828. 828. 828. That's insane, man. Where did that journey start for you? 
Uh, honestly, it started from honestly, like my, my passion for the sport of motocross, uh, for those who aren't like super, uh, into the sport, it's, um, like motocross bikes, dirt bikes on a closed course racing. Uh, it's, it's, it's always a timed race. So you do like an 18 minute race plus a lap white flag goes. That's what that seems that signifies one lap to go. Mm-hmm. And there there's jumps and corners and there's, there's 40 guys in one race yeah. and it all starts off with everyone in a one straight line, like beside each other yeah. boils down to one corner, try not to kill yourself and have some fun while you're doing it. Um, I've always just loved it. I like, it's an adrenaline rush. It's, it, like, even if you're not the best rider in the world, you always get an opportunity to do your thing. Uh, I grew up totally spoiled in, like, the fact that the sport was very vibrant here in Manitoba at the time, okay. as well as at the same time, it's a sport where no matter how good you are, you get your laps. Well, I love the sport of hockey. I love the sport of football. Fortunately, I was good at both of those things, and I wouldn't have to ride the pine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to sit the bench. because. But at some point... When you're playing high school football or you're playing high school hockey or something like that, they shorten the bench when the ti- when when the game gets tight. Yeah, yeah, the, like the top kids play. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it, like it's it's nice to think of those top kids that get to play. Not a lot of people think about that kid that puts in just as much uh, as much time mm-hmm. on the practices, doing this and that, and they sit they sit there because they don't have the skill set or maybe they haven't been working hard enough. And that's a lesson to be learned as well. But in motocross, no matter how fast you are no matter what happens, you get your laps. You get to spend your time on the track. And I always used to joke because I wasn't very good. I'd get more time on the track because the winner's gone. Like, he's <laughs> finished the race. He's, like, celebrating with his buddies. Yeah. And I'm still out there navigating the track. But um, it's obviously not a super mainstream sport. When I started listening to podcasts back in 2009, there was one other podcast about motocross. Okay. So when I started mine... I was the second most popular <laughs> podcast immediately. There you go. Um, and why I started it is because I was really interested in something and I was constantly running out of content to listen to. Right. So I fixed my own problem. Yeah. I started to create the content that I wanted to listen to. If I said, okay, I'm diehard on this sport. Like I'd listen to these podcasts about whoever it might be. I'm always running. I, I had a big well of knowledge for the sport. Like I, there's gotta be something that I can do to be able to reach out to these guys again good that it's a smaller sport like a lot of these guys you reach out to them on social media they actually run their own damn social media like it's, yeah. you're, you're not getting a, a dm back from a justin bot. bieber yeah. but <laughs> you might get it from some, someone who's like legitimately like top 100 in the sport of the mm-hmm. whole yeah. like for all of the world of motocross um literally texting one on the way here but like so it it, it and it took a while for me to like get up there i, I knew that like and i also took a bit of uh, they, they mentioned it earlier with the bricklaying is that like I had, like I came from a world of masonry and construction and building with bricks okay. and that's based in apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. When you start, you dig ditches, yeah. you haul bale, you tote barge, yeah, you're yeah. a piece of shit uh-huh. yeah. and you're treated as such because you are mm-hmm. and you don't deserve res- the respect and you, like you don't automatically have it. So you got to start from the bottom. Same thing with my podcast. I, I, I interviewed local guys. I, live, I interviewed guys that right now, like, I probably wouldn't have on the show because I wouldn't, like, they wouldn't move the needle for me sure. as far as, like, getting, like, because now I have a global listenership. Mm-hmm. But those guys were the stepping stone. And I've also gone back and, like, re-interviewed those guys because now I'm better at actually interviewing. Yeah. But those were the guys that got me my reps. Right. Those were my first time skipping rope when I sucked at it. Those guys gave me the opportunity to like make the mistakes 
have my audio completely terrible and like and go and like not actually have a framework of the conversation and this that and anything and and those gave me the mileage to eventually like i knew right off the hop like i'd love to go interview like jeremy mcgrath travis pastrana like i've met travis it's so cool sure. but i had to go interview a bunch of nobodies before i had any business interviewing a somebody mm-hmm. and and that that, that was something that I knew from the very beginning. I knew I needed to get the mileage. I needed to build the content. Um, because for the most part, when if you ever listen to or you, you listen to a podcast or uh, you watch a YouTuber that you really like, right. what are the chances you're watching their first video? Zero. None? Yeah. None. Yeah. None? Like, there's no way that they just, like, struck gold on the very first one. Mm-hmm. Their, pro- their first video, they probably deleted it because it was so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to go get that mileage, get that, like, my little, like podcaster's apprenticeship yeah and that's how i've gotten to 800 episodes is that you just keep swinging the axe you just keep making enough noise to the point where people start to like even if like you build up a number of podcasts that you guys are about to hit three digits yeah, yeah. In the next within the next year you're gonna hit three digits yep. that's in and of itself garners some respect mm-hmm. You'll be able to approach higher profile individuals because you got that three digit number behind you. We did this a hundred times. Yeah. Got some mileage on us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you got mileage. Yeah. And so like you'll get automatic respect. Like someone, wow, you did something a hundred times. Yeah. Like you you like whether it paid off for you or not, you guys showed up and, and took your at bats, you took your lumps, you like put out a podcast like four people listened to and three of them are in this room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that's what gets you better. Um, yeah. so yeah, like I said, I, I, basically, there was a podcast that wasn't putting out enough content and I, I just like, I got to be part of that. So yeah. I started putting stuff out and I've been consistent with it. I've been able to attend races all over North America, like sta- stood in the press box of like, uh, angel stadium, the like USA bank stadium in Minneapolis, the Mercedes dome. Yeah, the thing that the press box has to seat two hundred people—it's stupid. Yeah, and and I sometimes I have to like like pinch myself. I'm like this this kid from Winnipeg, <laughs> who had the balls to just keep going. Yeah, and, and to work at this and like for all intents and purposes, I was a bricklayer. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have I don't know be classically trained. I don't have a like fast, fancy microphone. I honestly don't even have this 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 sick of a setup. You guys are a million miles ahead of me as far as that is concerned. Mm-hmm. But as far as being able to like consistently. Put out good content and and be consistent consistent about it, and that is the absolute biggest thing. Yeah. Like you like even look at like a like a platform like TikTok. Yeah, you get like some some like some creators that have next to no like uh, pr- production value. Sure. What yeah. they do, like you literally can see that they like prop their phone the up phone, against yeah. a Kleenex box, uh-huh. and they just they go man go. But they put out a hundred videos. One yeah. of them's bound to take off. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. like, like, not only does one take off, but like the hundredth is better than the last yeah, one, the yeah. first one. Yeah. Is like, you're just gonna get better at it. So, um, props to that, and and honestly, props to you guys for keep continuing at it, as well as whoever set up all these cords because that looks like spaghetti. <laughs> That's that guy over there. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> salute to you, my friend. But uh, no, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It's a long time coming, and uh, I'm stoked to be here. I mean, you also picked a niche as well yeah. that you sure. loved and enjoyed. What, were you like as a kid? Did you try getting into the competition side of it? Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, obviously, like motocross, it probably lends itself, especially locally, to more like rural kids. Okay, it's a farm kid sport where yeah. like you're gonna have a dirt bike to go check the fields anyway, right? Yeah. So and you like your your old man might have some f- some 
some area that he builds a little track and they've got they've got a farm implement they can at least put a little corner track or something like that and i never had that mm-hmm. what i did have was a dad who uh he was passionate about two things motorcycles and skiing okay and it was it was motor motorcycles all summer mm-hmm. and 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 skiing all winter i actually competed in freestyle skiing i like actually represented uh, the province of Manitoba at the Canada Winter Games in 2006. You, you, you yeah, guys didn't, didn't even know, know about me. Uh, something I don't really talk about much because uh, a Manitoban in freestyle skiing over everybody's head. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. I had a dad who he he was the absolute most supportive person that I could ever ask for. The guy, um, like he he just wanted me to have great memories. He wanted me to be able to experience the things that he didn't get to. And, uh, and he afforded me those, those opportunities to go out there. And, and he also, um, he never put pressure on me to, to, to like, he did he never cared if we walked away with a trophy. Yeah. Like I remember like numerous times that like I'd line up to the, the gate and like knowing that I was going to be somewhere in the middle of the pack. Like I said, there's 40 kids and like yeah. they only give points out to like 20th spot. And I was literally like, it was like whether or not I was going to get points. That's the difference between getting like 19th and 21st. And mm-hmm. like, you're going to do all those laps and you're going to nothing. And he would literally just give me a little fist pound. He, like, he took pictures. He never like went on the side of the track and like, let's go or yeah. whatever. He was just like, yeah, just keep it on two wheels. And I didn't. I crashed a bunch. Uh, <laughs> and that, that uh, resulted in a lot of trips uh, in, the, in the, the big wagon with the lights on top. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I absolutely loved it. And what I, what I got out of that was tons of memories mm-hmm. and the fact that like, because my dad wasn't hard on me to always produce results, I just got to love it and I got to experience it, is that I never got burnt out is that I never, like, I never got that sort of, like, oh, like, if I don't do well, like, this is the end of the world yeah. for me. Like, I like honestly, for me, like, if I, like, hit a jump and I, like, kind of throw the bike a little sideways and, like, or hit a corner and you just rail it just for, just perfect, like, that sustains me. Like, I, that'll keep me going for months on end. Yeah. And so many of the guys I grew up with that used to just wax me on race day. Like, I never see those guys tailpipe for nothing. Mm-hmm. They're gone. They don't race anymore because they got it like they, they they got tired of getting second and third all the time because yeah. they uh. put too much pressure on always having to win. And I've I've told get, like guys like Aaron Firmer and all these like Josh Penners of the world locally those are those guys are like champions. Those guys won a lot of races. Mm-hmm. They're gone, and I'm still there. Yeah. Did, they and gotta, oh, sorry, go ahead. You know, like, I, it's just like the the longevity of it for me has just been able to be yeah like i i actually won my very first race last year yeah <laughs> you guys i'm so proud Give of me appreciate it boys appreciate yeah. it Woo! uh yeah and yeah we're not going to talk about how it was in the plus 25 <laughs> b class we're not going to talk about how there was only five guys who showed up that day and that two of them didn't show up at all no so worries. i had to beat two guys but no uh, i did yeah and uh, there's a trophy on my mantle to to prove it so uh, we finally we we got that one one performance and oh. uh, yeah just like that that'll keep me going for another twenty years. So did that ever affect you as a kid? I know you take it really well, like not being able you're not there for the f- to win. You're there yeah. to have fun. But like just consistently, like as a young kid, you have friends who are like, hey man, you're you're trash at this sport. Yeah, yeah, you're like, not that good. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, is like with a sport like that, it's it's not it's very different from say like a sport like hockey where like it's like you're all part of a team and like that kid's like way better than everyone. He's, he's getting the goals. So he takes more responsibility or he like gets more credit for the wins and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. 
like obviously there's a little bit of there's clicks and stuff like that like the fast kids hang yeah. out with the fast kids and i was like to be honest i was never really part of that whole gang and stuff uh growing up and honestly it wasn't until i picked up the microphone where those guys started to kind of come around because yeah. they were like oh i can get a little something out of hanging out with gebhardt but yeah. um but the thing is is that like no matter how fast you are there's always people who are slower than you yeah. and there's always people who are a little bit faster than you mm-hmm. and there's always people in and around your pace so rather than like yeah it's a, it's a race between 40 guys for like obviously there's one winner mm-hmm. but like in a race okay, there's a guy in front of me. I'm going to go get that guy. Yeah. And like, it becomes a race inside the race. Yeah. Like me and my buddy, Joel Levesque or David Cron, like we would, we would literally battle for who's going to be the better between the two of us right now. Yeah. And, and that's what keeps you going. You know what I mean? Like it, and there's so much love, like literally like you battle and like, it's it's not a very physical sport in terms of like getting each other's faces or anything like that. Like you have way too much respect side and also we we don't have nearly enough control to be like get into it with each other like you'd probably more likely take yourself out than anything else so you just sort of like you take a you make a pass when when you know you can make it Mm -hmm. but like yeah like you you, if whether i win or buddy like beat beats me in that race like just knuckles buddy like what a race (laughs) like we're we're both terrible at this (laughs) but like whatever And, and then honestly like it just comes down to like it's one of those things where like any other activity that you do um like it's just that that like exhilaration of doing it competing and then honestly nowadays i get just as much enjoyment out of just going out and riding like a practice day putting in the laps like you just you put the bike in just the right spot you like you hit your marks and it just feels good right you know what i mean so and i think that's something that everybody within that sport can sort of relate to and that's what keeps people going like you don't need to line up behind a gate uh for that sport to be enjoyable I mean, based on what you're saying, I'm getting that you learned a lot of lessons through motocross that you also applied to, like, other areas of your life. Oh, hell yeah. And oh, what, hell yeah. What are some of those lessons that you... Well, the fact that you can get tossed off of a 200-pound motorcycle that, like, wasn't really happy with your maneuvers on the thing. And, like, before the thing is done crashing, you're running towards it to get back on. Yeah. Which is basically, like, a, a total, like, that's that's a, like... metaphor for getting your head kicked in and and keeping going doing it you know what i mean is like literally like you're like you're not even seeing straight and your biggest issue your biggest worry is how do i get back on this motorcycle and get back in the race Mm -hmm. and 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 then like the consistency of doing that is that like also like you learn that yeah like you like you're gonna have pain you're gonna have failure you're gonna have this you're gonna have that but then you can still come back from it like get knocked down, get up eight times. You know what I mean? Like it's just the, like it's a bunch of cliches there. But the reality is, is, is that's exactly what it's all about. And um, like again with the small victories. Okay, I didn't win the race, but I beat that guy. Yeah. Sorry again. Um, <laughs> no you know what I mean? You know, what I, like there's there's those small victories where you can start to like okay, like or even your lap times, like. Uh, and they, they, it's all trackable. We have our electronic scoring devices that stay on the bike. Uh, or even you just feel the way you're riding. You're just like, yeah, like today I was better. I can, like, I know like, yeah, like I wasn't fast as that guy, but I know my lap was a little bit better than it was last time. Mm -hmm. So you make those incremental little improvements. And, um, so then you actually start to see measurable dividends in your work. And then you, you, you start to be able to take that principle and move it to something else. Like, Right, everything right down to like your morning routine. 
Yeah. You know damn well if you're no good at it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If you like, you step, you look yourself in the mirror and be like, dude, are you, are you taking care of business right now? And you know damn well if you're, yeah. if you, whether you are or not. And it's, it's that being able to measure that, being able to be honest with yourself and then making, making the adjustments to be able to take control of that and master it. And that can be trans- transferred into budgeting, scheduling your day, your morning routine, your going to bed routine. It's all about execution. How you do everything is how you do anything. How you brush your teeth is how you wash your car, how you run your podcast, how oh. you schedule your week. If you're like, I don't f- honestly believe that you can be a 10 out of 10 on this and a five out of 10 somewhere else. This is the, like the, the, like I, I believe that solely yeah. is that that like execution, like your brain doesn't know the difference between you being like like crushing it on one thing, and then like crushing it on something else. You know what I mean? Like oh, like oh, I I only like I'm only executing on the important things. Yeah. yeah, I can feel good about myself. Like no, if you're if you're like dropping the ball on like eight out of ten things, but you're crushing it on two, that's still that's still two out of ten. Yeah, you still suck. Yeah. Like get better. Yeah. I, I like and honestly, like this sounds so funny. People, you're like you might get a straight up laugh out of this. Is that when people, when I see people who like their car is dirty, their desk is a mess, this that and the other thing. Yeah. I assume you have a dirty bum. I agree. Yeah. I'm not yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I like. I like. Like. What? Why? Why would that be the one thing that you like? All of a sudden, yeah, I got that handle. Yeah. Like seriously, like your life is a mess. That's probably a mess too. Sure. And it's, it comes with just taking pride in your work and, um, like, tightening all the bolts, making sure everything's right. Like, ch- like when you hook up the motocross trailer, it's all, it's, it's all good. The bike's all good. Like, you know what I mean? Packing everything, like, straight. It, that's something that you can, you can carry that execution to everything. And then that leaks into your job life. That in, it leaks into your workouts. And all of a sudden, you're a very effective person. Mm-hmm. And you're able to handle more. You know, from this from this whole, like, conversation, I'm picking up that you're the guy with no BS, right? Like, you say respect is earned when you, when you work for it. Where did that mentality come from? I'm <laughs> curious to see that. That's my old man. Yeah. That's that's 20 years. And I, I started, uh, how old are you again? 16. All right. So I started working for my dad Labor Day long weekend 2002. How old were you then? 13. Okay. I'm 33 now. Uh-huh. So... Four years before this kid was even crapping his pants, <laughs> I was on a job site on Raleigh Street doing a firewall, uh, which is concrete blocks you fill with concrete so that one bu- one building, like if there's a fire in one, yeah. the fire doesn't go to the other. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Uh, y'all know. But so that's when I started working. And you learn from a very beginning that when you're at the very bottom, that's where you, that's, that, that's how much respect people are going to give to you. That's how much experience you have. And the only way to move up is to take time, take pride in your work and continue to get better at stuff. And it like, and nobody, nobody in this room, nobody who's listening to this is going to get a hundred percent better at anything with one day's work. Not possible. Can you make a small improvement? Can you get a little better at something? Absolutely. Will there be days where you don't improve on stuff? Absolutely. I listened to this podcast. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's called the MF CEO Project. It's now named the uh, Real AF. It's hosted by Andy Frisella. Um, 
right now he does a lot more like sort of poli- uh, political stuff and whatnot. Sure. Not really my bag, but I loved his original stuff. And it's episode 107. It's called Win the Day with Andy Frisella. And uh, it's it's just about basically like setting five actionable tasks that you can write down and say, like, I need to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. If I do those five things, put a W on the page, I've won the day. Right. Talk, tell you this. You do that for a week. Say you lose three of those days. You put an L on the paper. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't complete your five. Yeah. But you did for the four. Mm-hmm. What's the score? You're in the positive. You, yeah. Four to three, right? Four to three, yeah. Did you win? Did you win the week? No, you didn't. You won the week. Okay. You won the week. Yeah. Four yeah. four to five. Yeah. You won the week. Yeah. yeah. But maybe you not. You do that, that one, right? you do that. Like, yeah, you could could it be better? Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, you won the week. Mm. You do that four four times in a row. Yeah. You just won the month. Uh, you do that twelve times. You just and it, like wow. you just add it up, is that you just lost over a hundred and fifty days in a year. Yeah. But you won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just you just won the year, even though like you weren't able to get it. And yeah, like it, it's like the idea that you're gonna win every single day, not practical. Stop thinking that way, mm-hmm. because if you do, you're gonna be so fucking hard on yourself. Sorry, uh, <laughs> that it's that it like <laughs> seriously, like, you're you're gonna drill yourself into the ground thinking that like oh I lost that day, mm-hmm. bro. That's gonna be so hard. Like I I gotta like somehow win two days tomorrow. Not possible. Yeah. Worry about tomorrow. Win today. What can I do? I need to do blank, blank. I need to schedule a podcast. I need to ske- I need to figure out what podcast I'm doing over the next however long. I need to call that guy. Yeah. I need to I need to, to to link up with that sponsor to make sure that we're still good, that they're still pumped on how much content I'm putting out. And I need to film that reel because reels are very important. are yeah. important <laughs> because Instagram's trying to be TikTok. Yes. So and it's straight up. It's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's so true. So do those five things. Once you've once you've done those five things, put a W on the paper. Do whatever the hell you want with the rest of the day because you just won the day. Thanks. Right. So uh, and that's what it's all about is just being consistent and, and continuing to move the needle forward. Yeah. Obviously, like you lost three days out of seven. That kind of sucks. You yeah. should maybe want to do a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is, is there like you're not going to win every single day. And I win a whole lot more days than I lose. But there are days that I put an L on the paper. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. As long as, in the long run, you're always moving that needle forward. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, getting back to your question, like, I, I've come from a pretty rough and tumble world, man. Like, I, like being, working in, in construction and working in, a, in an old trade like bricklaying, like, it's about as old school as it gets. Yeah. Like you have like old German bricklayers. I'd be like, there's this old guy that used to work for Hyman's Construction. It's not even called that anymore. Actually, they're out of business completely. But like, uh, his name is Ziggy. He's like 65 years old, and I was like 14, 15 years old. He goes, I'm like, good morning, Ziggy. He's like, what's so f-ing good about it? <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, I forgot you're a old crotchety bricklayer. And there's <laughs> yeah. no happiness in your life. Um, but these are the types of people who like they do a hard job, and they live a hard life. And, and it, it, it makes you, like, that is the ultimate, like, sort of school of hard knocks where it, you get that, like, that perspective of what real work is. And not saying that you know, what you guys do isn't real work, but, like, I swear to God, pray that a, a full-time construction worker doesn't all of a sudden decide to become a business guy. Mm-hmm. You'll outwork anybody. Sure. Because that, 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 that load that you feel 
when you work a 14-hour overnight shift, eight hours ain't nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? To nine, nine, yeah. nine to five, uh-huh. that that's pff, child's play. I like, mess with that, right? So, like... That that's setting the bar so high that when then then you take your like you just go back to a regular like a regular schedule, then it's it's just like anything. You know what I mean? Like you try and try and like run the fastest mile of your life, and then you trot a mile, that second mile feels yeah, like nothing. Exactly. So like that that's the the world that I came from is that like I, I worked out in Fort McMurray inside an oil refinery furnace, twelve hour overnight shifts for th- for eighteen days straight. Like you wanna wanna talk about a grind? Yeah. Like that's, that's your grind. So that's, that's my experience. And that's sort of like the level that I'm familiar with mm-hmm. and that, that are, that I'm like, okay, like everything that I do, I compare it to that. Like that was like the ultimate of suck. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it, like, if I can put in a little bit of work here, like honestly work, that's not even as hard as what I used to do mm-hmm. to avoid having to go back there every time, bro. Yeah. This you know what I mean? This reminds me of a thing that I heard from Will Smith, and he, he did something about the bricklaying as well. He was like, okay. you don't go out to say that I'm going to build a wall today. Mm-hmm. You lay one brick, and yeah. you lay the brick as perfectly as you can. Right. You come back the next day, and you do the exact same thing. This was going back to what you were saying about the W's in a day. Mm-hmm. One thing I also admire about you is that you're not even putting yourself in a box as well. You know, you're, Yes, you did bricklaying, but you also found time to do a podcast. Now you also have a job with the Jets, and you've also been doing a lot of other things as well. How do you find time to do all of those things and stay at the top of your game with those? I'm Batman. Uh, no, uh, I'm Robin. I, it's yeah, you might as well be. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind. You can ride with me anytime, brother. Uh, but no, it, it's like for me, it's I always find time to do the things that I love. Mm-hmm. And what was important to me with with my journey is that like, I have the gift of the gab and that's why this is a long podcast. Um, but reality is, is that I like, although I have like the ability to work with my hands, these calluses are permanent. They're going nowhere. And I, I do take a lot of pride in continuing to sharpen my skills and, and practice my, what I do is, and I, I still do a lot of side jobs and stuff like that. Even though I still work for the jets and ticket sales, buy your tickets today, contact me for group sales. Um, but uh, shameless plug. But I, I knew that, that, that like I can do more. Like I like there's this this work ethic can be applied anywhere. Mm-hmm. And in the longevity of being a construction worker, your mind will fail you a whole lot later than your back will. Like I got a nice strong back, yeah. lift all kinds of yeah. work long hours, whatever. Tell my old man, no problem, Brian, I carry that shit for you. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, I need to be able to make money with my mind, not my back. And to be honest, at 25 years old, I don't think I didn't have the skills. Like I, I had like probably o- opened up a computer for like no other reason to watch porn. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I was like, and do or do my podcast. Uh, but like, I'm straight up. Like, I'm just yeah. trying to be honest with you guys. Yeah. Like I like my computer skills are fuck all. Yeah. And so I needed to work on that. I needed to go back to school at the age of 30 to go like basically to go get a piece of paper that said, I know marketing. Cause I was doing marketing with my podcast. I'm calling up sponsors. I'm calling yeah. up this, calling up that. But when I look at my resume, it says bricklayer. Yeah. So I needed to go reeducate myself, find out a little bit more about business. I'm not saying that a Red River college didn't, uh, didn't do me none, but they, what they did for me the most was give me a piece of paper that says this guy knows who he's talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to marketing. Yeah. And then, so take what I learned from, from Red River, take it forward 
and get the job with the Jets and, and, and then get the experience of working in an office, something that I've never done before. Something like literally, like I've had 90% of my lunches sitting on a bucket just like that kid is right now. Seriously, like, like yeah. my, my mom was like, it's so funny. My mom was like, do you have somewhere to heat up all your lunch? I'm like, yep. dad and I sit on a concrete block <laughs> yeah. and eat cold lunches yep. if we get a lunch because Brian is crazy. He works like eight hours, no break. Don't worry about it. We got work to do. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like the podcast, like the podcast is something I love to do. Like this is what you guys love to do. This is a Thursday night. You guys might as well like much rather be watching Thursday night football. Yeah. It's a probably bull lineup that like no one wants to watch that game because like the NFL is terrible that way but like you'd rather do something else right or you'd like at least like to be like kicking back yeah but no you guys would rather be doing this yeah, because exactly. you're passionate about the podcast because it's not work mm-hmm. for me doing my podcast is not work so, for yeah. me like lining up guests is not work no. I get to call up some of my heroes guys that like I could only dream of having a conversation with and that's where you guys are headed yeah Gary V is gonna stand sit in this chair one day so Preach that he will seriously the, yeah. like one the guys you look up to right now will stand here right or now. you'll have them over zoom or however you or you you guys will go see them mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the david goggins of the world that you're you're gonna go you guys are gonna interview that guy yeah. and this is part of that journey right and but so that's awesome you can get up for that when you're 16 you can get up for that yeah. like and, and and that's like so cool. So yeah, like how do you make time for it? You want to make time for it. How the hell do you make time to watch The Office six times? Exactly. Like you know, what I, like I would rather be doing this. I'd rather be building my podcast. I'd rather be doing eight hundred and twenty eight episodes, mm-hmm. that gets me to be able to do the things that I love to do. Like I've been able to go all over Southern California. I've been able to make contacts to make sure every single one of those trips cost me absolutely not a goddamn nickel. In, at the same time, I get to go down to Toyota Escondido and, and, and host a podcast with Jeremy McGrath, which that name means nothing to you guys aside from he's got more Supercross wins, which is the, like that's the indoor version of motocross. Okay. Yeah. Supercross, he's got 72 wins. The, the closest guy has 50. Wow. He is like seven-time champion. Like, the, like he's the Wayne Gretzky of motocross sitting right there next to me, and I'm the host. What's that feeling? surreal yeah <laughs> but you know what i mean like that like you sit there and be like that's what this is all about yeah. that yeah. this this th- that moment is what 500 podcasts was worth it was worth it total 100 yeah. yeah. worth it or like when when i got a big box full of fox racing apparel earlier this summer like fox racing like yeah, everyone knows thing. fox yeah. like and i got this box and on on the like the shipping slip says fox racing canada yeah. promotional product brad gebhardt like that's f- cool yeah. yeah you know what i mean like that like that that is what it's all about is that like the company that you put up on the pedestal like that's like ferrari sending me sh- yeah. is that that is the pinnacle of aspiring brands within this my industry mm-hmm. they saw enough value in me to be like we need that kid wearing our sh-. yeah that is like you want to like a reason to get out of bed there's a reason to get out of bed. Yeah. So yeah, like, like, was it there? Like, there was a lot of times where I'd wa- rather be watching Monday Night Football or what, rather watching something else or just kicking back. Yeah, like I fire up the podcast machine and here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about choices. It's no different than going to the gym. Like, like, I keep getting back to that because honestly, I think fitness is a is a is a microcosm of everything. Is that if you want that result, you'll make the time. 
Put and if you don't, if you don't put in the time, guess what? You didn't want the result. Yeah. When I tell people, I like I've uh, like people are like, oh, like, I don't know why I'm not in shape. You don't want it. Yeah. You don't want it. Because if you wanted it, you wouldn't. You wouldn't even like. You wouldn't even look at a, a Timbit. You wouldn't like. You just. You'd have no problem passing it up. Yeah. Because like literally, you'd see a Timbit and be like, I'm literally like, yeah, okay, like that's an ex- extreme. But like, if I don't eat that Timbit, I'm one Timbit closer to having the physique that I want. It's that simple. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't stress it enough is that if you combine discipline with consistency and hard work, you can do anything. Absolutely anything. Hey, yo. We interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of the members in the community to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support our show and are interested in Skillshare, click the first affiliate link in our description to get your 14-day free trial on us. It's quick, easy, and you can cancel it anytime. Now back to the episode. That's insane, man. I want to get your take on this. Joe Rogan says this on his podcast. He says, hard times create hard men. 100%. Hard men create soft times. 100%. Soft men soft times create soft men and so on and so forth. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, like, um, my my old man, his dad was a German immigrant, showed yeah. up here in, ni- in 1955. Yeah. Less than 10 years after the Second World War. You think he got some about it? Yeah. A little bit? Of course. Like, yeah. Had to wear later hosen to school. Yeah. Probably like like probably not a lot of love for the for the like the the blonde haired German kid at school. Sure. Uh and and yeah, he was a he was a cabinet maker. He worked hard for a living. Mm-hmm. Preached preached trades to his kid. Same thing same thing that my dad did for me. Um and and honestly like yeah, like I I'm I'm working towards the point where uh maybe my kids will be able to have like like my dad had like he probably had more than his dad had, mm-hmm. and I certainly had more than my dad had. Yeah, and I'm working hard to make sure that my kids, when I have them, have more than what I had. And old man set the bar kind of high with brand new <laughs> dirt bikes every summer, but I'll see what I can do. Yeah, Absol- yeah. you know what I mean. I'm driven to be able to make that happen. That's like I've I've told uh, a million people that like my number one goal is to be a great dad. I'll be a million great things, but a great dad is the absolute yeah. like pinnacle of that. For me, anyway, um, and and that's what I'm driven after. But I like the biggest part of that for me is also to be able to lead that young man or woman to know the value of hard work mm-hmm. and know what it's like. Yeah, like like honestly, like, did I have it easier than my own man? Absolutely. Am I as hard as up my own man? Mm-hmm. Not even close. That guy's hard as. F- yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I always like, like people always like. This last fall, I worked every single day from August 1st to November 15th, every single day, mm-hmm. whether it was for the Jets or for my old man. Yeah. It's like he, he didn't have the bankroll to go, to go hire somebody, so I worked double duty. Mm-hmm. I even took, I, I took a holiday day, and then I went and laid bricks mm-hmm. on, on uh, November, like the November 11th, Remembrance Day. Brian and I on the job site, 7 a.m., 11 o'clock in the morning, I read Flanders Fields. We had a moment, got right back to work. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, it sucked. Was I, my, my body sore? 100%. You're going to try and get, like, my old man's 64 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. You're going to get outworked by a 64-year-old? Good luck. Yeah. yeah. How's that? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people, oh, why don't you take a day off? I'm like, yeah. Like, you think Brian's going to take a day off? Yeah. 
No. So there's my motivation is to try and outwork a 64-year-old man who his body's all busted up. He's tired. He's worked every single day as well. And and I, I have to have way too much respect for him, right? So uh, he sets the bar really high. And, yeah, to get back to your thing is that, yeah, like as, as you're able to supply more and provide more for your kids and they have an easy – like if they have it easier, they're not going to be as hard. Uh, but you if you have the ability – to to teach the lessons and and lead by example then what you'll be able to do is instill the value set of that hard work right and 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 know that you can still like even though you might still be able to like support them in a huge way you can also give them the opportunities to earn something right. and take value in that and i think that if that continues then you're going to avoid those like, oh, eventually, like, yeah, kids just handed everything, never gets any perspective, ends up falling on his and he's got nothing because he never had to work for nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the biggest thing is that, like, you, you want to put blame on the kid at the very end of that line for being soft? No. The blame goes on the generation slightly before that mm -hmm. for not instilling those, like, hard-nosed values yeah. that no matter what era it is, no matter what generation you're from, Hard work cannot be replaced, neither can time. And, and, and if you can move forward with that, you, you have a chance to be successful. I mean, I mean, we've talked about this as well, like how we look, sometimes you look at um, celebrity kids and how yeah. they're, you know. Like why Wayne Gretzky's kid would never played hockey. Yeah. Sure, I'd, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with You know what I mean? Like yeah. the kid never, like he never did nothing. Yeah. Like he had, like literally, like he had the world's greatest hockey player living in his house. Mm -hmm. Like, you should have picked up something, right? Yeah. Like, Ty Gretzky, the kid, like, he, I don't even know if he ended up playing. Like, you lived in California, so that's a little tough. Yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, usually the 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 kids of unbelievable parents yeah. don't end up turning out, even though, like, you've got all of the the example, the lead by example. Like, like, you can't tell me that Wayne Gretzky wasn't, like, extremely good at, like, leading by example just by the fact that he was just, like, yeah. taking care of business every single day, this, that, and everything. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, it doesn't always translate. Yeah. But I mean, what about like the opposite end of the spectrum where people are like, you're putting too much pressure on them or even yourself, you're putting too much pressure on yourself to exceed your expectation, or exceed something else. Do you see that side at all? I do. Uh, and what it comes down to is, uh, you need to be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you also have to sometimes have like perspective of what you like, what you're what you're take, taking on, sure. like, is, like, one of those things where, uh, like, for you guys, sometimes, I'm sure, like, everybody in this room at some point is, like, or, like, throughout the day, you're pretty hard on yourselves of, like, yeah, I don't, I'm not crushing it as much as I, I think that I am. Of course. And that's, like, the best thing, dude. Yeah. Like, seriously, you need to have that because, like, lazy people think that they're crushing it all the time. Yeah. Seriously, they yeah. think they got life by the tail, man. They're just like, yeah, I'm just absolutely smashing it right now. Like, yeah. I, like, worked hard two yeah. two days last week, and then I went out with the boys right. and, like, this, yeah. that, and the other thing. It's the people who are, like, racking themselves being like, dude, I don't work nearly hard enough. Like, they're all I, the quiet I'm, ones. Yeah, like, I'm not nearly as scheduled as I need to be. And that's the only way that you get to the next level exactly. is by having that stress. Yeah, can it be hard on you? Yeah, things are hard on you, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, like having those constant sort of like wanting to kind of check with yourself and like um, wanting to like d to get to that next level is the best thing for you. Like, is it also good to like sort of take inventory? Like sometimes I'm like, man, I haven't been able to put a podcast out in like two weeks or something like that. And I'm like, also, 
Okay, like I graduated from a post-secondary uh, program that I started at the age of 17, flunked out of miserably, only to go back at 30 years old, showed up for the first day with a pad of paper. Yeah. Without a laptop. I did not, I did like. People are using iPads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You know what I mean? Like at 30 years old, went yeah. back to school, like ate ramen noodles and two eggs mm-hmm. for dinner a lot of times in order to budget and this, that, and everything suffered, yeah. all that fun stuff. Like did that, got a job working for the hometown NHL franchise, which I like, no one's going to throw, like I throw my shoulder out pat- patting myself on the back yeah. for that. Like that is cool. Yeah. I like, that is a dream job for me. Like, I absolutely love working for True, Thor- True North Sports and Entertainment. It's amazing. I get to see Mark Chipman rock- rocking through the, the office every single day. Absolutely love it. And I think of myself, like, on top of that, and then I worked all those hours with my old man, and then I, like, I've also uh, lost 20 pounds. Well, 180 pounds if you can count if you count my chick from three months ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yo! And... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. What? <laughs> yeah. Going, so I'm 180 pounds lighter than I was in August. Um, oh. And straight up, wow. useless person. That's but so I'm taking care of that. And then and then also, like, I, like I have, like, in this year alone, I've got f- over 40 podcasts out on, on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Like... You know what I mean? I got to cut myself a little bit of slack. Like, yeah, okay, you slip a little bit. But the fact that, like, like despite some things that I wish I was doing better at, I'm also crushing it on blank, blank, blank. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, sometimes you have to have a little bit of perspective is that, and, and be a little bit, like, you, sometimes you got to cheer yourself on a little bit. Is that, like, yeah, like, could things could I improve on some stuff? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Am I kind of awesome? Hell, yeah, I am. Uh, and that's why I'm able to do the things I do. Um, so yeah, like it's just, it's, it's about hard work and it's about being consistent about it. Um, yeah. Is it okay? Is it okay to be hard on yourself? hundred percent. Is it okay to, uh, to also be like, you know what? Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's a balance, right? So, um, and, uh, I don't know if that fully answered your question, but yeah, like <laughs> 50 feet tall and bulletproof, baby. <laughs> We interrupt this episode to bring you another sponsor. If you've ever considered building a website, you've probably definitely heard of Squarespace. Squarespace is an online website web designer that allows you to create your website from scratch using a wide range of templates. If you want to build an e-commerce site, a small business, Squarespace got it all. Click the affiliate link in our description to start building your website today. You'll be helping out the show and also creating a killer website to flex on your peers. Now back to the episode. (laughs) You're working for Winnipeg Jets. How did you get that? Uh, dude, uh, the, like, I wouldn't say luck of the draw. Yeah. Cause you have to still build relationships. Yeah, exactly. Like people would say like, Oh, it's not, it's not what you know. It's who you know. Well, like how the f- do you know that person? Yeah. <laughs> how do like, you know what I mean? Like how, like you meet people. There's yeah. no reason why, like there's nothing that says automatically like, Oh yeah, I know Brad. Like yeah. he's going to hook me up. <laughs> like you have to like continue to be a decent person and exactly. build that relationship and show yeah. that person that you have hard work so that they'll like go to bat for you. Mm-hmm. Is that, and this one goes way back, is that when I was a kid, I was like, I like spin my old man into this again. Instead of sending me to daycare, my dad had sent me to expensive gay hair, which was hockey camp. Yeah. <laughs> Every summer, for mini U camps from like the end of school to going back, 
me with an orange or black jersey or yellow or black jersey on with a Bison's logo on the front, <laughs> going to mini U camps. And the guy who used to run them all, his name was Dwayne Green, okay. who is now the president of the True North Youth Foundation. Uh, okay. Good person to know, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like he was a student teacher at my elementary school when I was a kid. My mom works in the school division, so she always kept tabs on, on Greener. Uh, literally on a nickname basis with that guy since I was five years old. He used to tie my skates wow. when I didn't have the strength to do it myself. Um, but I was always respectful. I was always, like, very friendly, very professional with him. When the Jets first came back, he, he reached out to me to give me a job working 50-50 for the Jets. And I was one of the top sellers for him there. Worked all season. Like, after the season, like, I, like, Peaced out on him, and I really appreciated the job. Always stayed in contact. Like, literally did the brick on his house. Yeah. So we saw my hard work there, cultivated that relationship, and was always, like, I kind of looked to him as a mentor because, obviously, like, my dad knows the hard work, the hard nose side of things, but he's not really a business guy. Like, he'd be the first to tell you that he kind of runs his business like an He just sort of, like, the three rules of business is you can be good, you can be cheap, or you can be fast. But you can't be fast yeah. and cheap and be inexpensive yeah. or you know what I mean? And, and be, and be really good. Yeah. You're going to like, something's got to give my, my, my dad breaks that rule. He's the cheap guy who gets it done fast and Holy does it look good? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, and that's just the, like what he's set, but for the, the reality is, is that that's not a great way to make money as far as like just running a business. Mm-hmm. So I've always leaned on greener for a lot of like mentorship and stuff like that. And, uh, like procrastinating Brad, as I am, we've got a million things on the go podcast coming out my two weeks before I graduate from red river, like a year after I met you guys. Yeah. I like my mom's getting on me. Like, like you got to get a job after you graduate. I'm like, yeah, it's probably a great idea. (laughs) So I, I email, I email greener and I'm like, Hey man, like, do you know if like true North is, is like hiring at all, like, dude, I'll do like on ice stuff, anything like yeah. I'll sweep floors. Like I need a job. Uh, after I graduate, he's like, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a ticket sales representative job that closes on Thursday. Wow. It was Wednesday. <laughs> so I dusted off the resume. Um, yeah. Got that thing all ready to rip, sent it off, interviewed with Lindsay Jones, president, uh, vice president of ticketing, blew his socks off. Uh, got an in-person interview with uh, Jason Westervelt, who's now become a bit of my like in-person and uh, mentor at the Jets, uh, as well as Kendall Carter, who's the manager of the service and re- retention team. Blew their socks off. 24 af- hours after writing my last exam with the, uh, with uh, Red River, I got an offer letter from the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Started November um, May 17th. Wow. Bought myself some some <laughs> office kit because I had none of it. <laughs> And, and then just fake it till you make it, right? Is it that you just, like, put in the hours and, like, learn what this is all about and, and go to work and do that deal? And, uh, yeah, I still, like, lay some bricks on the side and stuff like that. But, yeah, and then I actually, like, kind of, like, carved myself out of a really nice little spot within that team because I was one of the older people doing it. Like, my my counterparts, Josh Jerome, kid's an absolute stud. You guys should have him on, honestly, because he's, a, like, that kid, as far as, like, customer service, absolutely smashes it. Uh, and then the rest of like, they're all about like 23 years old and probably around where you guys are. And cause I'm 33 and then, but I like, I, cause I know hockey, I know the bowl. Uh, cause I'm like, I'm from here. Josh isn't, he's from, uh, he's from Ontario. Um, you guys got cameras coming out of your ass. Christ. 
I got to level up. Jeez. I'm going to start doing my podcast here if I can afford the gas to get over here. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just, I, I proved that I, I had, I was decent with the sales side of things. I originally got hired as an account service representative and they said like, yeah, you're like, you're, I was decent at uh, basically like selling people who had seats on the idea of getting better seats. So like, why don't you try your hand at selling people seats that don't have any yet? So I moved me over to the sales team. I got a promotion only three months into working at the at the company, and uh, and now I'm uh, an integral part of the sales team of uh, that the Winnipeg Jets have never had one before because they've like prior to COVID they never really ha- needed to have one. Right, right? Yeah. now they have some apprehension because of mass gatherings in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Tough sell, yeah. as well as the most expensive ticket in the, in the league. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, like it's up there. doing I, my thing. I, go ahead. Sorry. And I, yeah, I just absolutely love it. And I, I get experience every day and there's just, I, I get my reps making those cold calls. Like, yeah, are those easy? No. Or you get better at them if you do a bunch? Yeah. So that's what I do. Those are, those tickets are very expensive, man. I was looking at one. I want to take my parents. $300 a pop. I'm like, damn. Call, call your buddy. <laughs> call your man. I, I, I can get you some deals. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. We'll, talk. we'll talk. We'll make yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You guys should do like a rise. Two zero or two zero four rise, like group event, where if you guys got like some some dedicated listeners, yeah, to come out to a sh- to come out to a game, uh-huh. sit up in the upper bowl, I like that, like get you some preferred pricing on some tickets. Yes, sir. Even he'd have himself some fun. Yes. I like that. Absolutely. <laughs> I, like that. Hit I think subscribe I like button first. Absolutely, yeah. and and like yeah, and like yeah. and Big MX Radio. Subscribe there yeah, as well. Too. You probably have. Don't have a lot of interest in in the sport of motocross, but who knows? If you're listening to this and you got an interest in Brad, you got to go over you there. Gotta, Hopefully, I added some value. Like honestly, we're, we're like we're into this sucker, so <laughs> like this would be a long one. But and I've been rambling. I've been known no, to a little that. bit. Um, but I just I appreciate you guys so much just for like let me sort of like just get the like I just been sort of like oh yeah. I just like it's let it all out. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, because yeah. like I I absorb so much stuff. Through like listening to all the podcasts I listen to and the audiobooks I listen to because I'm not a fast reader. Shout out to my mom for teaching me how to read. Uh, straight up, actually. Um, that's why she has well, the she job did, she has now. Budget, Seriously, yeah, she's mentioned. a reading comprehension specialist and I was her first project because I went into grade four with a grade one reading level. Mm-hmm. I went into grade six with a grade two reading level. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. It's because I went to school at, at el- elementary in uh, Bannatine School. It's a French immersion. Sure. And I was just this, like a really nice kid sitting in the back of class doing just like drawing pictures of goalies or some shit. <laughs> and they would never like they never could like they never asked if I knew how to read. They were yeah. just like, yeah, he's just doing his thing. Yeah. And yeah, then in grade four, they were like, they were like, they hey, read like it was serious. I, I did a high, I did a, a, a math test. I got like 38 percent on. And they're like, how the hell do you get thirty eight percent? Like, me, like you basically know nothing. Yeah. And uh, they like my mom asked me the questions, and I'd get them right. So I know math. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, read the question. I uh, help you. Yeah. So I was totally lost, right? It's like I don't know. I pff, I couldn't read a stop sign at that point. So uh, she coached me up, and uh, I ended up graduating at the age of seventeen from Silver Heights Collegiate, which is now a pile of condos because they just knocked that sucker down two years after I graduated. Like, awesome. Uh, but yeah, with an advanced academic diploma and you're know, like, am I, am I still like a, uh, a fast reader by any means? Not at all. But, uh, I tell you what I, what I did get out of that is becoming a very gifted. This is like straight from the heavens of a, of a public speaker. Cause I've like put something in front of me for yeah, reading. Yeah, yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Could I 
two hours, no problem. Just did. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, and it's just like I, I can I can pull stuff off the top of my head. But I needed to I needed to cultivate that skill or learn that skill and develop it over the fact that like you put something in front of me and I'll stumble like no tomorrow. But if if I get the very uh, like the vague idea and a little bit of knowledge on it, I'm gonna talk to anybody. I also get the sense that you're very good at adapting as well. Try to be from from one. You gotta be one aspect to the other, right? You just mentioned you were bri- laying bricks, and now you're working an office job. Yeah, like most bricklayers don't work an office job. No, so no, they don't transit well. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of things are universal. Like yeah, like exactly. hard hard work's universal. Like no matter where you go, and like so you just you you see the examples. Like people always want to like like throw up like like LeBron or Kobe basketball. Yeah. How does that apply to your life? Yeah, it's it hard does. work. Hard work. It does, yeah, hard work. Like you could like you could have be you could like be the Kobe Bryant of janitors mm-hmm. and be like the like that place is spickety span yeah. and you'll get revered for it. People will be like, Yeah, that guy crushed it yeah. or podcasting mm-hmm. or whatever else. You know what I mean? Like you take that level of execution and apply it to absolutely anything and you will be successful. You will not be denied. Exactly. Because like if 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 you have a if you have a goal and you commit to it and and fight through every single barrier and when people say like oh, like are you still spending time on that podcast are you still spending time on that side hustle like making candles or whatever like that Cole and canary baby of course those guys those guys invoice probably like half a million dollars worth of work they probably do a million dollars work every single year yeah. mm-hmm. making candles like yeah find something you're Anything, passionate yeah. about and get like extremely good at it and i don't mean like work at it for a day Work at it for a week. Like, work at it hard for, like, give yourself a year. Give yourself two years. You're going to be an expert in that field no matter what it is. Exactly. And you're going to get – and you'll get the experience. And with the experience and the knowledge, you'll get the respect. When you get that respect, make things happen. Yeah. Do you think there's a line, though? Like, obviously, you want to work your butt off to mm-hmm. achieve whatever you want in life, whatever you're passionate about. Yeah. But do you think there's a line to the point where, like, okay, you've been working at it for four or five years, nothing's mm-hmm. happening, nothing's changing. Where do you call it quits? Um, or well, do you, or do you call it quits? Yeah. Do, do you call it quits? It's a great question. But then to, to which I ask, have you been putting in the right amount of work at the right things? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'd certainly, over the last eight years, I should be a lot further forward with my podcast than I am. And there's been certainly years where, like, I kind of let I let opportunities slip through my fingers, and I I wasn't as diligent as, as I needed to be. Those types of things will set you back. Um, but if you're if if you're at, like doing all the right things, dotting the i's, crossing the t's, and 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 putting the formula into play that is going like in that field that's going to add up to success. If you're not achieving it, and if you're not if that's not coming to you, then you need to try something else. But seriously, like I, I firmly believe that if if you're being self-aware and you're and you're actually being uh, a good listener to what your industry or what your field needs, and you're actually honestly working towards those things and doing them consistently, you will not be denied. Mm-hmm. Like, like the the scenario that you just laid out for me, it, like doesn't make sense to me. Is that if if you're working as hard as you possibly can and putting into practice the things that are going to make you successful in that, 
And like that, and like that is dead to rights, the absolute right way to go about it. Time and execution will get you the answer you want. If you're practicing the wrong things, if you're putting importance on the wrong things, and or like you, you're not really being honest with yourself about how much work you're really putting in. Yeah, like over four years, you're not going to get the result you want. And maybe it is time to move on because you, again, you didn't want it. Mm-hmm. It's the people who go to the gym for 10 years wanting abs, didn't get them. I'm sorry, you should have got them by now. Yeah. yeah. You didn't do the work. Yeah, something's wrong. You, you know, like something's wrong with your process. Yeah. You like did the you did the hundred sets of crunches. You followed it up by a hundred nuggets. Yeah, yeah. You canceled out your your hard work by sabotaging yourself. Mm-hmm. You go to you go to like anybody that goes to the gym. You see that same person like like around the calendar. Mm-hmm. They don't look a pound left or right. Yeah. But you see them crushing it at the gym. How the hell did that happen? Something else. Mm-hmm. It's it's something they're doing something else to completely derail all the work that they're putting in right now. Is no different than if you guys, you guys crush it on the podcast. Like you're all standing in this room. There's six of us right now, and you're you're all putting in the time. You guys crush it for a month. Then all of a sudden, you're like, ah, oh, you know, it's like January. It's after Christmas. Like we've been crushing it. Like let's just take some time. You know what I mean? Like just blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, like the people who have been like steadily listening and like they've been like yeah, like just been like they like when do podcasts come out? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. So they check their phones on Tuesday on like January 11th or whatever it is. Uh, 10th. Um, and like it doesn't come out. They're like, ah, oh, 204 Ragas guys are like off their hustle right now. That's cool. I'll, I'll check next Tuesday. And then still nothing. Yeah. And all that, like all that, all that hard work you're doing right now can be undone. Absolutely. Because people tune out. Yeah. That, that is maybe like for like when someone like as far as like you want to talk, talk about like generating content. It's an attention game. Actually. Oh. Hundred yeah. percent. Over nothing else, consistency. Yeah, yeah. You take like when you. What's your favorite show? What are your favorite show? Uh, I would say like Impulsive. I, I don't. You probably talking about TV shows. Yeah. Oh, TV shows. Squid Game yeah, is pretty cool. Okay, <laughs> cool. What, when do those episodes drop? It's usually uh, they do it about like full. Let's year, say like once a week. Let's say once a week. Well, let's like say. Friday. Let's sure. say like Friday at six o'clock. Yeah. Like okay, you got the popcorn ready. It's yeah. five 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 to six. Hundred percent. Let's go. You go fire up Netflix. It's not there. Uh, nothing. All right, cool. Like, maybe it'll be on next week. But then, like, randomly at, like, Monday, it's noon. They drop two episodes. Uh-huh. I don't really have time to listen. Like, watch that right now. Yeah. Like, I, I love Squid Games, but I'm, like, kind of doing something else right now. Like, and then you forget. And then, like, then they put out an episode on Friday. Like, all right, back into it a little bit. I, I still miss those other episodes, so I don't really know what's going on. Like, if you're consistent... Like, you need to be as consistent as 6 o'clock news. Like, the 6 o'clock news is as iconic as the 6 o'clock news because it always shows up at 6 o'clock. You can set your watch to that. If you can be that consistent, people can start to make you part of their routine. Like, the Big MX Radio podcast drops Wednesdays at 6 o'clock Eastern time. So by the time that my listeners on the East Coast are driving to work, they've seen the notification on their phone. They've got it fired up and they're driving to work because by then they've also listened to my competitor who also has a podcast. Cause let's be honest, my competitor who has it full time, I guarantee he has like a hundred percent of the podcast motocross listeners. Mm-hmm. I might have 70% of who listens to him and maybe another 10% who don't listen to Paul, mm-hmm. but like, hell, I still listen to his show. Love his show. Love the content. That's why I got into this in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'm usually done listening to his stuff. By Tuesday or th- Wednesday at 6 a.m. Yeah. 
That's when it's time for the Big MX Radio podcast. And that's why I show up every single day, like every single week at that same time so that people can depend on me so that I can be part of their process. You know what I mean? And you got to stay consistent with it. Will you fall off of that sometimes? Maybe. Will you, can you get back on and grade that consistency? 100%. What yeah. is, sorry, you're also an ex- expert marketer, right? You try se- to be. You seem to, you seem to know, uh, was that through Red River or was that? Honestly, it, one of those things where uh, my, my sister actually, like, I kind of like my little bit of a cheat code marketing wise is my sister graduated from Asper with a, with a master's in business administration where she majored in marketing. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she helped launch Original 16, the beer, which is fantastic. Love, uh, love Great Western when she was living out in Saskatchewan. Um, like I helped her execute all kinds of like promo things. That was like sort of how I got my mileage a little bit with some marketing deal. Uh, as well as um, she, she started this uh, brand activations company called Left Lane Brand Activations, where essentially you want to put your company in the left lane, the passing lane, you want to pass competition, call up Left Lane Brand Activation. Shout out to that business that I'm probably going to still start up one of these days. But um, what we did, we want, like we did it with uh, PMA Canada, which is like Jagermeister, Appleton's, Gibson's and stuff like that. We do promo things with a bunch of promo girls walking around next to nothing, handing out shots. Hard job, bro. Hard job. Straight up. But, um, and then one of the other things we did is that we helped people rebrand and reposition. And I've listened to a lot of books about like repositioning brands. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, I'll think of it. Okay. Uh, no, this I know. Uh, I can't remember the, uh, the, the author uh, off the top of my head. Um, Terry O'Reilly. This I know by Terry O'Reilly. Canadian guys from Toronto. He's really, like, a bunch of really interesting things about just positioning statements and stuff like that. But my sister came to me with this one where it was a company. Imagine a a logistics company that they don't try and compete with Bison, Dane Ross, all those, like, the big logistics companies. Mm -hmm. But what those, the problem that all of those companies have is that when they have a contract that ends up adding to their, like, existing deal, is they have a trouble adjusting and taking on more work. So where does that work go? It goes to your competitor that might not be as busy as you. All of a sudden your competitor like crushes it. All of a sudden you lose that contract because they, they went elsewhere. They like they, that one of your closest competitors outperformed you when that other company needed some extra help, Mm -hmm. you end up losing it. What this other company does is they're called covert logistics. They were under a different name before. I can't remember what it was called. But essentially what they do is the invoice says buys and transport. The truck itself says covert logistics. They carry out all of the good practices that the company that they're representing does. Like it, it's, just, it's, it's just basically a subcontractor for logistics, which if you don't know much about logistics, biggest industry in the world, maybe aside from agriculture, okay. which they serve agriculture, so... Put it 1A, mm-hmm. 1B. Yeah. Like, logistics is massive. Yeah. So what they do is sort of they absorb all of that extra little contract work that other companies can't, and they create their own little piece of the market. They go behind the scenes where no one can see them, and they take care of business. I renamed them Covert Logistics. You'll see their trucks all over Manitoba. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's just got, like, like, like honestly, what, what it comes down to is always, ha- like, always be willing to, like, yeah, like, at the time, I was a 25-year-old bricklayer that probably had no business learning, like, like throwing out ideas on how to, like, rebrand a business. 
but I knew a little bit about like, okay, like what's the idea? Like he's kind of like behind the scenes, kind of like a covert, covert operative. Like, like people know, like covert logistics. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Okay. What does it look like? What's the idea? Well, like covert, like kind of like I'm thinking like Navy SEALs, they have that shield, their logo shield highway running through it. Like, like, can you, like, can anyone brainstorm? Absolutely. Take an opportunity to put yourself out of your comfort zone and you might fail miserably, but at least you got a little bit of experience. And if you hit one out of the park, those count too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like take, take any opportunity to gain the experience you need in the field that you might want. You know what I mean? And surround yourself with people who might give you that opportunity. Whether it's offering ideas to my sister for her brand activations or keeping in contact with a guy who used to tie my skates, telling him that if he never needs help with some kids on ice to do like some stuff on the charity side, I'd be down for that too. Yeah. And cultivating that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a, it's a lot, sometimes it does come down to who you know, but you have to cultivate that relationship and that's a skill too. What is some advice you can give to the listeners out there that are trying to get into any uh, industry? What is some pieces of advice that you give? Oh, geez. Um, great question. Um, I would like, first and foremost, I would seek out, like, are you talking like locally or like, okay, yeah. like, if, well, like anything audience, you want to get into, like, there's gotta be people. Like, you gotta surround yourself with good people, right? You gotta surround yourself with people who you respect and people who, um, not necessarily you can get something out of, but something, someone who might help you with your path. Mentors. Mentors. Right. People who, and like, and I, like, I would be very generous about offering uh, acts of service to those people. How yeah. can I help you yeah. with what you do? Which if I'm helping you with what you do, I'm going to gain that experience of, of, of working in this industry. And then I might actually gain some skills to the point where you might actually gain some value from me. And then, then you start, there, there starts to become, uh, like literally that like business is being done. It, uh, like you literally have like time as your currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might not be able to, uh, provide like, uh, financial support or other types of support. But what I can, I can give my time and I can give my, my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and then also being, uh, very, very aggressive about how you um, you teach yourself things. Like you, you can you can, anyone like th- there's a YouTube video out there. There's a podcast <laughs> out there about it. You can listen to it. You can re-listen to it. You can take different things out of it. Don't be afraid to write things down. Don't be afraid to be somebody who does journaling and like because people are always like oh like like uh, like oh, that stuff like that's not really for me or like I, I think it, like I'm. Um, uh, like they feel silly, like doing like a vision board or yeah. visualizing. Uh-huh. Why? Yeah. The top guys do it. Exactly. Like literally we're going to talk about Kobe a bunch or bring those guys up. Like that's just an example. Yeah. Literally everybody does it. Mm-hmm. You think about like you, like your, your, your goal is to one day walk onto a private jet. You're going to see it before you believe it. And you might, you're going to see it up here before it's real. Yeah. You got to set, you got to sit there and you gotta close your eyes, and you gotta you gotta hear your steps walking on the tarmac. You gotta feel the the railing up to the plane. We were just talking he- about this. Hundred <laughs> percent. You got you gotta hear you gotta hear that jet air the jet yeah, plane exactly. Yeah, the jet engine just you know you know exactly. Like everyone can hear that in their heads right now. Yeah. You gotta be able to picture those types of things. Mm-hmm. All right, that's where I want to be. How do I get there? Reverse engineer it. Yes, sir. You can work like hell. I love that. 
on that note, I think this is the perfect way to end off the podcast. Thank yes, you sir. so much for tuning in. If you haven't already and you're listening to this, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, check out Brad's content. We'll link everything in the description below. We're live every Tuesday morning at 11.30 a.m. on the UMFM radio station, 101.5 FM. We're on all streaming platforms. And until next time, peace. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's what a podcast. Oh.